Hello, preceptors and podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of Precept to Practice, the CE Impact podcast dedicated to preceptors and their unique role as clinician educators. In today's episode, we'll be hearing from Antoinette Brown, Experiential Education Coordinator at the University of Wyoming School of Pharmacy. She'll be talking with Dr. Melinda Carroll, the pharmacy manager for a King Supers in Cheyenne, Wyoming. As you may know, students are educated on the pharmacist-patient care process throughout pharmacy school and are required to see, use, and discuss it on their experiential rotations. While preceptors are likely following the PPCP wheel in their everyday practice, most are doing so without explicitly calling out the steps of the process. Let's listen in to hear Dr. Carroll discuss practical tips for incorporating the PPCP into a rotation experience. Welcome to everyone to Preceptor to Practice, or also known as P2P. My name is Antoinette Brown, and I am the Coordinator of Experiential Education at the University of Wyoming. I am here today with Dr. Melinda Carroll, who is the Pharmacy Manager at the King Supers Pharmacy, and one of our school's Distinguished Preceptor of the Year Award recipients. We are here today to discuss how to incorporate the pharmacist patient care process otherwise known as PPCP, or also as the wheel, into pharmacy rotations, specifically community pharmacy. So Melinda, to start us off and to get everyone oriented to today's topic, could you please define the pharmacist patient care process? Absolutely. So the pharmacist patient care process is the pharmacy profession's systematic approach for pharmacist provision of care regardless of the type of service or setting that the pharmacy practice is in. So this can be applied in community, ambulatory, hospital, um, wherever one might practice. And at the core of the pharmacist care process is the establishment of a patient-pharmacist relationship with care delivered using a patient-centered approach. So this is uh, really patient-focused, helping the patient have the best outcomes that they can. It's a widely adopted and consistently applied patient care process is vital to advancing pharmacists as recognized patient care providers. When we go to the doctor or the dentist or anywhere else, you can typically expect the same type of process when you go to those places. So this is trying to establish that consistency for pharmacists so that we have that same recognition from patients. Great. And can you help us to understand the five components of the pharmacist-patient care process? Absolutely. So this is what we all know as the wheel. So again, at the center of this wheel is that patient-centered care with collaborate, communicate, and document on the outside of that patient-centered care. So the first piece in that wheel is collect. And that's where the pharmacist assures the collection of the necessary subjective and objective information about the patient in order to understand the relevant medical or medication history and clinical status of the patient. The next piece in that would be assess. And that's where the pharmacist assesses the information collected and analyzes the clinical effects of the patient's therapy in the context of the patient's overall health goals in order to identify, prioritize problems, and achieve optimal care. 
So again, with that being patient-centered, that is one of the things that the pharmacist would take into consideration there is what the patient's goals are as well. And then plan is our next step. And this is where the pharmacist develops an individualized patient-centered care plan in collaboration with other healthcare professionals and the patient or the caregiver that is evidence-based and cost-effective. So again, this plan is going to take into consideration the patient's wants and needs, and then also what the goals of those other providers are. The next step is implement, and that's where the pharmacist implements the care plan in collaboration with other healthcare professionals and the patient or caregiver. So again, we're doing a patient-centered approach, and the team is going to help that patient implement that plan. The next is follow-up, monitor, and evaluate. And this is where the pharmacist monitors and evaluates the effectiveness of the care plan and modifies the plan in collaboration with other healthcare professionals and the patient or the caregiver. So once we do that evaluation and see if it's working, we might need to change that plan a little bit and we go back into that collection piece. So we start to collect the information again, see how everything has been going. We would do that assessment again, maybe change the plan and go back to the implementation. So it flows very nicely. And again, it's a very standardized process across practice settings. Oh, that's a great description. Thank you so much. It's you've really set the stage for my next question, which is how do you use these components of you know the wheel in a community pharmacy setting? And then also, how would preceptors incorporate the pharmacist patient care process into other settings? That's a perfect question because I believe that pharmacists use this process on a daily basis, whether they're using it consciously or not is another thing. So oftentimes we don't even think through the steps that we're going through. So the way that I use it, I use it actually on a daily basis with many of my patients. And I try and show my students that it's not just things like a complete medication review that you're going to use this in. It's something as simple as an allergy that would come up. So say an allergy flag, you're going to use that collection piece to collect the data. Maybe you have information on the allergy in your system, contact the patient, you could contact the provider, you would assess that data. So maybe the allergy wasn't severe, maybe there was something that they had recorded in the past that's no longer valid. That could all have been a thing. It also could mean that the provider still wants to go with that care. So that's the assessment piece. Your plan piece is then, are you going to just counsel on that? Are you still going to dispense that medication or not? What are you going to do at that point? And then the implementation would be when the patient would come to pick up their medication. At that point, you would either provide the counseling, let them know of the change in medication, or go over that therapy with them. And then the follow-up, monitor and evaluate. So with my students with this, I kind of show with one that maybe if they had an allergy recorded to, but the provider decided to go with the medication anyways, we might call them the next day and see how they were doing, see if they tolerated the therapy well. And then we're back into that collection piece. If that patient didn't tolerate it well, then maybe we would call the provider again and see if we could get a change in therapy. So that's one example that kind of shows that it can be used in everyday processes. One of the easiest ways to show this to students, however, is that complete medication review where you're collecting a full patient profile. You know, you're going through all of their medications, collecting 
any information that you can from outside sources, such as the PDMP or the immunization registry site to see what vaccines they have. Um, you could potentially have state databases that record labs. So you're going to go through all of those pieces and collect a full patient picture if possible. Do the assessment, the plan implementation with that complete medication review. And then the follow-up. So again, that complete medication review is one that's very simple for them to see. However, it's used in very simple settings. With the different settings that we have, so in ambulatory care, this model really is an ideal model for that setting where you have that full patient picture oftentimes because you have their chart notes, you have that information there at your hand, and you could potentially, you know, contact their pharmacy. And you also have the providers on hand that you can speak with them directly to gather any other information that's needed. The next part, assess in the ambulatory care again. You're going to assess all that information, see what is going to be the most beneficial for the patient while taking into consideration, again, their goals. And then you're going to do the plan part. Again, you can do that at the visit right there. And then the implementation, make sure that the patient understands what that plan is and that they are going to follow through with it. And then the follow-up monitor and evaluate. You're going to have follow-up appointments. You're going to potentially give them calls to find out what, you know, how they're doing. In the hospital setting, this one can be considered a little bit more difficult because you're seeing the patient at a particular point in time and you don't have as full of a picture of that patient. However, they still do all the same pieces where they collect the pertinent medical history, medication list, all of those things, do the assessment with the provider. So oftentimes that assessment comes as maybe seeing if the medication that the provider is trying to use is going to be harmful or not. And then again, in conjunction with those other providers, come up with a plan, have that implemented, and then follow up. This in the hospital setting is very easy because you're going to follow up sometimes even hourly with that patient to make sure that your plan is going as it should. Wow, those are some great examples of how pharmacists can use the PPCP in various settings. You know, you mentioned some challenges kind of in there. I get to hear some challenges that preceptors might encounter in using the process in practice. I'm sure that there are many challenges that might occur with, you know, each component of the process. Maybe can you please discuss with us what some of the challenges are that you might encounter in your practice or a pharmacist might encounter in some of the other practice settings you talked about? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, each setting has their, you know, their own strength in the wheel. In the community setting, sometimes the collection piece is a little bit difficult because you don't have all of that information. You may not have their lab values. You may not have their diagnoses, so you don't have a complete picture. Oftentimes, there's a lot of databases, as I mentioned, that you can go to to try and fill in some of those gaps. The pharmacist should do everything that they can in their power to do to collect as much information as they can and use those databases appropriately which is what I try and teach the students and make sure that they're aware that all of those uh, resources are available to them. The next part is that assessment piece. And again, you might not have a complete picture, so your assessment might not be as complete. However, obviously we're gonna do the best that we can with what information we have. The plan that usually in a community setting is generally easy to come up with a plan. 
again, with the implementation that is a little bit easier in the community setting, you can have that one-on-one -on -one with your patient. You can talk with the patient. You can discuss in depth what that implementation should look like. And then the follow-up monitor and evaluate, again, is natural to the community setting because you're going to be seeing that patient, you know, maybe every 30 days, maybe every 90 days. And oftentimes you see them even more than that. So you can check up with that patient quite frequently to see how that plan is going and then go back into that collection piece to see if you needed to change anything in the plan. In the ambulatory care setting, as I said, that it's a very natural model for the ambulatory care setting. However, sometimes the collection piece, uh, well, you have the information at hand from your clinic, you may not have the full information, and I would encourage ambulatory care pharmacists to use those you know, resources like the immunization registries to see a full picture of vaccines, the PDMP to see if there may be receiving medications from other providers, that kind of piece. So not just relying on your charts that you have at hand because that might not be the full picture as well. So that could be one challenge there. Again, the assessment plan and implementation are generally a very easy piece for that setting. The follow-up and monitoring, however, that one you might not think, but it might be a little bit more difficult than a community setting because those patients might not be seen for another three months, six months, or maybe even a year. And so that follow-up, you're following up a year later, it might not give you as great of results as if you would have followed up sooner. So that could be a challenge for them as well. And then for the hospital pharmacist, again, with the hospital, this one is a short piece of time that you're dealing with this patient. If it's an acute stay, it might be even a little bit longer. However, it's still a very short time frame. So that collection piece for them, again, might be a little bit challenging because you have to contact a lot of different people to get a full picture. Once you have that data that you've collected, the assessment plan and implementation for them flows very well. However, the follow-up, a lot of times with hospital pharmacy, you don't really have a true follow-up with that patient. And so that might be very difficult for them. There are programs in place in some hospital settings where you are going to follow up with particular patients, COPD patients, those types of settings. However, you might not ever see that patient again. And so that follow-up piece can be a challenge for the hospital pharmacist. Yeah, that's all really good points that you made. You know, earlier you had mentioned that, you know, pharmacists are doing the pharmacist patient care process on a daily basis without even realizing it. So I guess with that in mind, how do you teach the importance of the process to students? So with this, Again, I like to provide those simple examples like I provided earlier with the allergy because oftentimes students see this as just another thing that they're taught and that they'll never use it in practice. And so I like to show that I do indeed use it in practice. Pharmacists are often involved in situations that require them to bridge gaps between practice settings. So again, those encounters that entail you know, gathering all that information from all the different sites and assessing it, using all your different resources as well as family members, doing all of those pieces and showing them that you use that on a daily basis. Uh, and it allows the pharmacist to provide the best care and the clearest picture to all the other providers that you're dealing with. Again, the way that I like to show this is that 
I do use it on a daily basis and that the patients ultimately benefit from using this patient care model. Great. And you mentioned some great ways earlier and just now as, as how you introduce the process to students. So switching gears just a bit, how would you help a new preceptor, a new preceptor pharmacist, how would you help them to implement the process into their practice? So that's an excellent question because, again, pharmacists generally use this without even thinking about it. One of the things that I would encourage is pharmacists could start by accessing and reviewing the PPCP to see how closely it's aligned with the patient care process that they use in their practice. See if they are completing all of those pieces. Really review the bulleted steps and see if there's anywhere that you can improve your process to see if there's any considerations in any of those pieces. Maybe you're not using all of those resources that are available to you for the collection piece. Maybe your implementation needs to be a little bit better with counseling. Maybe your follow-up needs to be a little bit better by touching base with that patient and make sure that that implementation has gone well for them. So all of those things is the first thing. So basically assess your practice site, see what you're doing and what you're not doing and see if there's areas of improvement. The next thing that is a good idea is to review case studies and resources on how the patient care process is applied to different types of patient care services. It can be helpful in establishing procedures within the practice. And so, again, there's case studies out there for community pharmacy, ambulatory care, hospital, where you can see the process in play in that setting and maybe use those examples to implement that process in your own setting. It's best to learn from other people and see if you can use their expertise. And then finally, what they would do is implement the patient care process across the practice. So they should solidify the care process that they're going to use and then make sure that you get all staff on board with that process. So I would start first with your staff pharmacist and make sure that you as a pharmacist team use a consistent approach and are doing the same steps with all of those pieces in the wheel and ensure that they're well-trained on that. We should also do that with pharmacy technicians because pharmacy technicians are going to be very vital to the patient care process and implementation of that because they're, they're the ones that are going to help us with the collection piece, interviewing those patients, maybe using those databases to complete notes for the pharmacist so that we can really complete that assessment very well. Those pharmacy technicians should be taught this patient care process as well, shown the wheel, shown where they can play a good role in it. And they can play more roles than just collection. They can help with follow-up. They can certainly help with encouraging patients with implementation, all of those pieces. So it's very important to make sure that they are well-trained on it as well. And then finally with students, again, if we, if we teach this process throughout and it's shown in all of their different settings that they go to through their rotations, it's going to be natural to them. So just make sure at your site that you are showing the steps and procedures that you are using in your pharmacy that really shows great examples of the patient care process, really point those out to the students so that they can then take that on with them to their next practice site or implement that in their practice where they're ultimately going to end up. 
Yeah, those are some great examples. And I totally agree. I mean, utilizing your technicians and your student interns, you know, in the process is super helpful and they can play such an important role. So thank you so much, Melinda, for sharing so many great ways preceptors can incorporate the pharmacy patient care process into their practice and rotations. And not only is what you have shared doable um, in in a community setting, such as where you work, but Really, as you pointed out, it's applicable to many other practice settings as well. So thank you so much for doing that. And then thank you so much for going over the challenges that might occur in each of the settings and how to address them. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Preceptive Practice please check out the show notes for additional resources related to today's topic. First, a CE course for preceptors titled, What is This Wheel? Incorporating the pharmacist-patient care process into experiential rotations. This course dives a little deeper into the PPCP with activities and tools that you can use at your practice site. Our guests today have also made some reading recommendations, so please check out the links provided. I think you'll find these helpful for both you and your students. And don't forget to join the Pharmacy Network to follow this podcast and engage with other preceptors on topics that matter most to you as a teacher and a mentor. Thanks again for joining today. We'll see you next month on Preceptive Practice.